Welcome to my testimony podcast. How is your day going? How are you doing? I hope your family's blessed and you're blessed and that the Lord is just moving mightily in your life. Also, you know, one thing I will encourage you to do is to pick up your word, pick up your word, read it, make a plan to study the word of God, make a plan to read the word constantly. I mean, it literally is life and food to our soul. Like it literally feeds us, it nourishes us, it comforts us, it renews us, it grows us, it changes us, it makes us into everything that our Heavenly Father has called for for us. So we are nothing without His Word. Like His Word is so great, right? Um, So He did the work on the cross for us. He gave us eternal life, but that Word is the constant renewal to bring us into the full salvation um, that Christ Jesus called for for us. So read your Word. I encourage you to do that. Um, The scripture that I want to share with you today comes from Philippians chapter 3. It is verses verses 8 through 10. Um, It says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surprising worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes from the faith, from faith, in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And that is a scripture that Paul is writing uh, to the Philippians. And in summary, one of the things that Paul is really saying is that he, he counted everything that he had gained on his own as a loss, just for the simple fact of answering the call upon his life and taking on the responsibility to minister the gospel to the Gentiles and to give out the word of, of God to those who which would, were needing it. They were needing it. They were needing the eternal life. They were needing the salvation. And Paul said, you know what? Look, for the, for the, for the cost of getting to know Christ Jesus, I'm going to count everything that I gained as a loss. I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give up the life that I planned for myself so that I can really get to know God and to know him beyond just, you know, the story that I heard about him, but I want to know him in power. I want to know him in suffering. I want to know him in his death. I want to know him in his life. Like Paul said, Lord, you know what? I want to know you. And so I'm going to search you. I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to follow you with my whole heart, mind, and soul. And so I encourage you to do the same in your life. Like lay down your life so that you may get to know Christ Jesus as your true savior, but truly have your eyes of understanding open up to know him and truly who he is, what he done for you, and what he is always doing for you. So let's get into today's testimony. Welcome, Timothy, to my testimony podcast. I'm excited to have you here today and to hear your testimony that you're going to share. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, if you, Did you want to give any details about maybe who you are, what you do, or anything like that before we get started? Yes, for sure. Um, my name is Timothy Griffin. I'm a minister here in Columbia, South Carolina. I attend the church, uh, True Believers Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where our pastor is Elder George Patton. Um, like I said, born and raised here in Columbia, South Carolina. I just turned 24 years old on yesterday. 
Uh, and so I thank God just for seeing another birthday. Uh, right now, currently, I'm in school. I attend Claflin University, at HBCU here um, down south, and I shall be graduating um, next May. Prayerfully next May, I will be crossing the stage uh, if this whole coronavirus thing uh, <laughs> gets situated or whatnot. Um, but I'll be uh, walking across the stage with uh, um, bachelor's in organizational management. And so I have my business degree right now. I work for Richland School District 1 um, as a media technician working IT. I also have a business called Good Enough Entertainment where we do media, marketing, branding, photography, web design, um, flyer creation, all kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And I'm just so excited about being on here and, and, and sharing what I have to share on this um, on today. Praise God for everything that you're doing. And also happy belated birthday. That's fun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, what we can do is go ahead and jump into your testimony and you feel free to start wherever you would like. Um, but, the sh- but the stage is yours right now. All right. Sounds good. So like I said, my name is Timothy Griffin, 24 years old. Uh, and a little bit about my testimony, I take you all the way back to 1996 of August 30th, um, where uh, I was born. And my parents come to find out I was born with sickle cell. Um, and if anybody knows anything about sickle cell, uh, it is it plays a huge effect and role on um, kids in the African-American community, uh, being that we're, we're the only ones that uh, are able to have this type of disease. And so um, it, it deals with the blood. Um, if you don't know much about it, go to Google, search sickle cell. Um, and there's many different traits of sickle cell, but the uh, trait that I have is SS. And SS is the worst form of sickle cell disease. Um, And once my parents heard the news that I was diagnosed with this uh, horrible disease, the first thing they did was they started to pray. Um, uh, No lie, they started to pray. Um, Once they began to pray, uh, they really set the, the motion for my life. Like they set the foundation for my whole faith journey. Um, there was one time in my life I had to get a trans blood transfusion when I was, I want to say it was three years old. Um, my mother and father was telling me, and before they gave me the blood transfusion, because I was experiencing a sickle cell crisis, but I'm too, I was too young to remember um, what was all going on. And they said I had a sickle cell crisis in my leg and they prayed over the blood before the transfusion um, went into my body. Uh, and ever since the age of three, I've never had a sickle cell crisis. Um, a day in my life, ever all throughout elementary school, all throughout middle school, all throughout high school, God has kept me. Um, and I, I give him all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor for that. But then uh, things, things took a, a little turn because uh, I was called to the ministry, but I was running away from my call. Um, and one thing I do want you to that are listening um, to this podcast right now to know is that uh, you you can run, but you can't hide. God has a way of getting your attention one way or the other. And so um, I believe it was uh, the year of 2015, all October, all November, all December, I was in and out the hospital experiencing pain crisis, never experienced any type of pain crisis a day in my life until 
2015, October, November, and December. And when I say <laughs> I, I wouldn't even wish that that type of pain on my worst enemy, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, and so being in and out the hospital those three months, I had a Job-like moment. Um, if we know anything about Job, um, yes, God approved for the enemy to go and touch Job's body, but he told him one thing he cannot do is take his life. And so um, the enemy touched Job's body. Uh, yeah, uh, his friends turned his back on him. His friends told him to curse God and die. His wife told him to curse God and die. Job lost everything that he had. He was naked. Um, and I was in that same situation. Uh, I was naked. I had nothing. Um, not saying I didn't have anything physically, but at that moment <laughs> when you're just stuck in the hospital, you know what I'm saying, for three months in and out of it, like, there's there's nothing for you to do but to pray if you do have faith and so that's what I was doing me and my father uh we read the whole book of Job all we did was pray um and I had to come to the realization that God has called me to the ministry um and once I accepted that call upon my life things started to change things started to work out in my favor um till this day I've never had a pain crisis um, ever since then. And that was because I accepted the call that was upon my life. But uh, I wouldn't be here without the prayer of my mother, my father wouldn't be here without the prayer um, from my church, the prayers of the church. And uh, if you don't take away anything from this podcast and listening to me uh, on today, one thing I want you to know for sure is that prayer really does change things. Um, in the time of need, in the time of trouble, and you can never be too far away from God for God not to hear your prayer. Um, yes, I'm born and raised in the church, um, and my faith is strong, you know, and so uh, I want you to know that in any situation or circumstances uh, that life may throw your way, any trials or tribulations, prayer is the answer to it all, um, and prayer is that communication between you and God uh, that that's one thing you need to hold on to for sure. Um, and like I said, it's because of prayer that I'm still pushing and and, and going hard today. Um, and God dropped in my spirit at the beginning of uh, this year uh, to start a nonprofit um, called Faith Elevated. And with my nonprofit, uh, we we go out and we our mission, our vision is to help these sickle cell patient kids. Um, and adults, because believe it or not, there are many adults that struggle with uh, sickle cell um, on a day-to-day -day basis, month-to-month -month basis. Uh, and what my nonprofit will do is uh, give them monetary donations. What my nonprofit will do is also um, give out scholarships. And so um, I'm, I'm just at the breaking ground of that. But uh, one thing I didn't share about uh, this, this disease is that um, there are kids in and out the hospital every week, every month. Um, that go to the doctor to get a blood transfusion every month, <laughs> every three months, um, because they need the the red blood cells to fight off um, whatever it needs to fight off. And so I'm just so grateful and I'm just so thankful that um, I, I'm not in that position where I have to go in and out the hospital to receive a blood transfusion. I don't have to go in and out the hospital um, 
to to be admitted or anything like that. And and God has just been so gracious. God has been so merciful. God has been so kind just to allow me um, to be a witness to others, you know, um, just because the doctor has diagnosed you with something, just because um, you've been struggling with something for a long time, uh, there's nothing too hard for God to do. Uh, if you if you see the Bible tells us in Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of His righteousness, and everything else is going to be added unto you. Uh, and so you don't have to go out. You don't have to depend on the medicine. Um, not, I'm not. And please don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm not telling you not to take your medicine. <laughs> please take the medicine because that's that's. <laughs> but the Bible does tells us that faith without works is dead. And so work your faith um, through your prayer. Work your faith through your fasting. Um, build that relationship with God because you don't have to be stuck where you are and God can turn your situation around. There's many times where we hear um, in the Bible where uh, a blind man would come to Jesus or a lame man would come to Jesus or a leopard will come to Jesus and he was able to heal them on the spot. Um, and the Bible also tells us that greater works will we do um, in this life than he did when he was here. And so we have that same type of power. Um, we have that same type of anointing, but it's up to us to build that relationship. And that's so vital and that's so key. Um, and so that's my testimony. Uh, that's where God has brought me from. And that's where uh, I'm at now in life. Um, I'm at a place in life where I know God as a healer. I know God as a way maker. I know God as a miracle worker. Um, and simply because he did it for me, he can do it for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he did it for me and he can do it for you. And that's that's what I want to leave with you on today. Praise God. Yeah, I had a question because so you said um, from the time you had that hospital uh, crisis as a, as a child, you didn't have to go back at all throughout your like school years. Is that what you were saying? Yes, correct. Let me let me clarify that. Yes. So I didn't have to all throughout elementary, all throughout middle school, all throughout high school. Not once did I have to go to the hospital um, for a sickle cell crisis. And I never had a flare up, never had a, a crisis until I got to the point where I was being disobedient and running away from the call that God has placed upon my life. Um, and that was back in 2015. So I graduated uh, 2014. 2015 came. Um, I'm out of high school now. I'm about to start college. And uh, that's when everything went downhill, sort of, kind of. Now, is, so is it, because I don't know much about the disease. So is it, yeah. is it more normal for people to have to go there every month? You know, maybe go definitely. to the oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, with this sickle cell disease, um, yeah, so um, in the winter, uh, that's where, that's where uh, flare-ups usually, are most likely to occur um, due to cold, your blood cells. And I, I can also, let me just read you something about uh, sickle cell real quick. Um, and so what sickle cell is, it's a, it's a red blood. Um, and so healthy red blood cells are round and they move through small blood vessels to carry oxygen to all parts of the body. Okay. And so a person who has someone who has um, the sickle cell disease, uh, the red blood cells are hard and they're they're uh, They make this C shape. And so they're sickled. So when we think of our blood cells, they're supposed to be like a donut, you know, they're supposed to be round. But with the person that has sickle cell disease, they're 
uh, their red blood cells are like crescent. So when they're trying to move through the the blood vessels, um, it's it's possible for them to get stuck. And once they get stuck, that's where a flare up could happen. And that's where the sharp pain can come. And so what what has to happen is they have to give you a blood transfusion with healthy red blood cells to push and pass through um, those uh, blood vessels to carry oxygen to that part of the body. So when that part of the body isn't receiving any type of oxygen, when I say it's pain, is 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 pain. <laughs> and wow. so that's uh yeah yeah yeah. So um in the winter um that's when a whole lot of uh, because it's only um prominent in the African American community. Uh, us as African Americans, we love sunlight. Um, uh, if you look at statistics, um, a Caucasian, a Caucasian person is more likely to get sun, um, skin cancer rather than an African American person. Um, and that's due to like our melanin and our vitamin levels and all that type of stuff. And so, um, the opposite, you know, when it comes to an African American, uh, and us being in the cold, uh, us that have sickle cell is so prominent for us to receive, to become sicker than in a Caucasian because no, no type of Caucasian person, no other ethnicity uh, can have this disease. Gotcha. gotcha. Yes, ma'am. And I had a question about, you had mm-hmm. mentioned um, about, you know, the Lord putting it on your heart in terms of accepting your calling. Tell me about that. How did you know, you came to that you were called to ministry what was that process like yep so um i I didn't see it in myself um my pastor saw it in me uh my mother saw it in me and other uh other members of the church saw it in me uh not once did i see it in myself and so uh when they kept on telling me about it and um pushing me that way and saying that there's something there i would deny it i would run from it i would I, I didn't want, I didn't want to hear it, you know, I didn't want to be a part of that. Like I said, I, I couldn't see myself in a pulpit. I could not see myself preaching. I couldn't even see myself leading a group of young people. Um, and so denying that time after time and time after time again, uh, <laughs> I was put in a position where uh, it was a reality check for me. So um, when I got on my sick bed, you know, and the only thing I could do for those three months was talk to God because I still had relationship with them, you know, um, although, yes, I may have been running from a calling that uh, was upon my life. I still had a, a relationship, but I just didn't want to, you know, go. I didn't want to go that route, you know, and when you don't want to do something, you don't want to do it. And God gives us free choice uh, to do anything we want to. But. Um, me being a child of God and knowing right from wrong and knowing um, what I need to do and what I don't need to do when I was placed in this position and all I had to do was all I could do was speak to God. Um, I was I was in a place where once I accepted that very thing um, that I was running from and everything in my life starts to work out perfectly again. It's like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> you recognize that that was the, the path that what wanted you to take. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And now are you, do you see 
the gift that he has given you in that aspect? Is it more or less at this point you've come to say, this is who I am and this is who I, the Lord has made me? Or are you still on the journey of discovering and, and identifying that the gift inside of you? Uh, it's definitely not a, um, it's, it's an everyday journey um, that I've already, I've already discovered the gift. Um, I, I, I will never question um, what God is doing in my life. I would never question um, me being uh, the leader that God has called me to be it, but um, me just taking this journey day by day and finding out new things and uh, just building a deeper and better relationship with Christ. Uh, I see, I see, I see the word of God totally different. Um, it's funny because um, there, there's levels to this thing we call uh, living for Christ. You know what I'm saying? There's levels to being a Christian. Uh, if you don't think so, there's, there's, there's levels to being a son and daughter of God. Um, and we all have to strive to reach the level that God wants us to reach. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely know for sure. Um, there's no more searching, uh, for what God wants me to do or where I need to be at. There's no more, there, there's no ands, if, or buts about it. There's no question um, about any of that, but I know for sure where I'm at and I know that I'm definitely uh, doing what God just called me to do. And how would you encourage someone to accept their call who may, you know, be on the fence about if they should or not? Uh, what would you say to them? Yeah. If you, if you're on the fence, um, I'll, I'll say, don't stay there for long. Um, and find, find, find mentorship. Most definitely. Uh, God, God will place people in your life that will help cultivate that gift that will help, um, birth that baby out of you. You know, right now you're in labor. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny. I was just having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. Um, we were talking about some things and I'm like, right now, you're just in a season of, of labor because we know those labor pains. I'm not a woman, but <laughs> according to what I see on TV, according to um, <laughs> what I hear, you know, labor pains are like the worst. And so um, you're on the fence and it's uncom you're uncomfortable, you know, but there are people in the labor room that can hold your hand and, and help, you know, push that baby out of you to help, you know, birth uh, that that vision, that dream, or that calling that God has placed upon your life, uh, and so seek guidance, um, seek mentorship because you're not in it alone. Uh, everything we do, God has called us to do it with community. Everything God did, um, it was in relationship with others, and so you have to find uh, that person in your life that will help push your vision, push your well, not that vision, but push that call that's upon your life. So yeah. Don't write defense. Amen. First God, so. thank you, Timothy, for sharing everything today and your testimony as well. Um, I think it's definitely beneficial to encourage other people. So God bless you for sharing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So what did you think of Timothy's testimony? Did it give you a second thought on, you know, are you answering the call upon your life? 
Did it make you question that? If so, praise God, because I really pray that the Lord answers that for you and that the Lord just through his Holy Spirit begins to minister to you on the exact thing that God has called forth. Because one thing we do know, God is for you and he is for the purpose that he made you for. Like, don't think that God is trying to trick you to get you off course and maybe not choose the things he wants. Like, God definitely is speaking to you. He's speaking to you about his plans for you. He's speaking to you about his calling for you. And he's not, he doesn't want to make it something that you have to struggle to complete. Like he wants it, his word and his plans to go forward in your life. So I really pray that one, God comforts you in knowing that he is going to show you what path to take, that he's going to show you what direction he wants to go um, forward in your life, that he's going to show you how to step into your full calling, your full purpose. So I pray that right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that rest comes into your heart, that understanding comes into your mind, that love of God comes upon you right now, trusting that your father shall speak forth his word to your soul, to your heart, to your mind, to your will, to say, this is what I want you to do, son. This is what I want you to do, daughter. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you simply say, yes, Lord, and amen, I shall follow you. And if you have been blessed by this testimony today, share it. And I encourage you to share with someone else. Share with someone who needs encouragement to step forward and to um, be in alignment with the will of God and walk forward in their purpose. If you have your testimony and you want to, you know, join me on the podcast, reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram at my testimony podcast or on my website, mytestimonypodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Takia, your host. And I pray and I I ask that the Lord bless you and keep you.